Welcome to the Feathered Desert, a podcast all about desert bird feeding in the southwestern region of the United States. Welcome to the Feathered Desert, everyone. Today, we're talking about sleep. Not just sleep for us, bird sleep. I know. <laughs> I feel kind of sleepy. We always do it early in the morning when yes. we record our podcast. So give a give a give a good yawn. Yes, and we'll get started. So we all sleep, even birds, but birds sleep a bit differently from mammals. So today we thought we'd talk a little bit about bird sleep. So far, intense sleep studies have only been done in songbirds. Um, what we're talking about today in this podcast will really relate more to songbirds than other types of birds. More research is needed to determine whether this does apply to all species of birds. So just keep that in mind. And Cheryl's going to start us off with our very basics. All right. So we're going to start off with the basics. So why do we sleep? Sleep allows our brain to rest, which re-energizes the neutron... Neut- neural. Neural. Okay. <laughs> Circuitry, did you give me more science? No, no, that was it, that was it. (laughs) Without sleep, the synopsis in the brain, synapses, synapses. Yes. Synapses in the brain are less reactive and short-term memory, and their short-term memory loss. Among other issues, I can relate to that, among other issues can occur. According to a study published in 1996, one hour of sleep stabilizes the brain of a hibernating arctic ground squirrel for four hours. Most vertebrates, animals with skeletal backbones, including mammals, birds, reptiles, sleep in some form or fashion. There are a few exceptions, such as the sleepless bullfrog. What a name. Yeah. Um, Sea turtles. I didn't know sea turtles didn't sleep. Yeah. And certain fish. But for the most part, everyone sleeps. Birds exhibit exhibit three stages of sleep, one slow wave sleep, two intermediate sleep, and three rapid eye movement or REM sleep. And Kirsten's got the three stages. All right, we're gonna start off with slow wave sleep. And there are three stages, just as Cheryl said, and we're actually gonna go through each one of them and give you a little description about what they are. They're mostly similar. Birds actually sleep very similar to mammals, which is something that they are recently discovering. So the first stage is slow wave sleep. We also go through this sleep as well. This is a sleep stage that both birds and mammals share. It is a deep sleep during which the portions of our brains may still be functional, but the rest is recharging. This is the stage that sleepwalking occurs in humans. During this stage of sleep, many birds utilize unihemispheric sleep, where one side of the brain is asleep while the other is still vigilant. This has been scientifically observed in 29 different bird species. So that's, that's a good chunk of birds. One of the most well-known is the mallard duck. A lot of you have probably heard this before and maybe even seen it. Ducks actually sleep on or near the water most of the time. Here, they may be in danger of nocturnal predators, so they employ unihemispheric sleep. What happens is that they close one eye and that side of the brain that the eye is closed will actually slow into a slow wave sleep. The other eye that's open and that corresponding side of the brain will stay alert, allowing the duck to watch for danger. When sleeping in a larger flock, the ducks on the outer edges will actually 
have this, utilize this semi-uni-hemispheric sleep. And they'll keep one eye open that faces the outside of the flock, and they'll close the inside eye so they can get some sort of sleep and recharge. Ducks in the middle of the flock will often close both eyes and go right into all sleep and allow the ones on the outside to keep watch for predators. So if you're in the middle, hopefully they rotate. <laughs> and those on the outside aren't always the ones on the outside. Um, and so the ones in the middle are getting really good deep, deep sleep. Um, another, this one really boggles my mind. Another amazing ability that unihemispheric sleep gives birds is the ability to sleep while flying. This one I thought was pretty cool. Frigate birds spend a long period of time flying over the open ocean. And they're not going to take a little break and like hang out on the, the water um, to take a snooze. So a scientific study actually published in 2016 did prove that these birds utilize unihemispheric sleep, which allows them to rest in flight and still keep their flight path on track. That is amazing. It really is. <clears throat> It's like autopilot. Yeah, it is. It's like <laughs> autopilot. So what they do is they focus their open eye on the horizon, and they close the other eye, and they close that portion of the brain, and that allows them to navigate while they're catching some Zs, which wow. is pretty cool. It's so, amazing. I kind of wish I could do that. Yes. So I have a question. <laughs> yes. I know. <laughs> um, do birds... Instinctive, not birds. I'll just go to ducks. Okay. So, do you think mallard ducks, ducks instinctively know how to do this sleep, or is that something that they have to um, like grow into? So, like baby ducklings, when they're sleeping all in a pile, you know, right. alongside the canal at the Gilbert, Gilbert Riparian, um, I see them with all their eyes closed, and it's mom who is sleeping with the one eye open yeah. towards the sidewalk up against her babies. I'm assuming, this is assuming, this is not me knowing for sure, and I don't know if they've done studies on it yet, but I would assume that as you grow older, you get this ability. Because when you're young, just like us, like mammal babies and human babies, um, we have to have a lot of sleep. I mean, we're, we're creating our bodies. So the babies are going to rely on mom and dad to make sure that they get enough sleep so that they can grow. And when you become older and... You have to be an adult now. Then you would probably start utilizing that when you need to. But okay. I'm assuming that when they're young, yeah, they just rely so, on mom and dad to do that for because them. Because it's there, but it's not there. Yeah. It's there, but they're not using it. They probably have the ability to do it, but it could be one of those things that you don't have the ability until your brain is completely formed. So maybe when they are ducklings, they don't have the ability to do that. That's a very good question. And I think someone should do a research project on that. If no one has done it yet. I'll put it on my to-do list. Yes. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to cover intermediate sleep. It was harder to find a good definition of this stage of sleep. But what we could find describes the stage as similar to the mammalian stage two of non-REM sleep. Did I say that right? Yes. The stage is characterized by a slowing of the heart rate and a drop in body temperature. During this stage, neurons will fire in bursts called sleep spindles, and it is believed that these bursts help in memory consolidation. Immediate sleep, intermediate sleep, excuse me, is often a bridge between the slow wave stage and the rapid eye movement stage. Yeah, not too much was described about intermediate sleep. I guess it's not very interesting. Uh, 
it must be. It's that intermediate it's stage. It's the intermediate stage, so they don't really want to know much about it, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> maybe it's just hard to study because it's hard to tell what when the bird's in it and how long they are in it. Because even with us, it's hard to know when what's, when we're in that intermediate stage. Yeah. When they Could do be. sleep studies. Could be. Um, all right. So that takes us to the stage three, which is REM sleep, the rapid eye movement. Sleep happens when both eyes are closed and incur occurs in short bouts throughout the sleep period. This is also true of mammal sleep as well. The muscles are often relaxed in this stage with a few twitches, but there may be movement, there will be movement of the eyes behind the lids. So that's what we always see in TV and movies and stuff. Oh, look, they're dreaming. That is because dreaming does occur in this stage of the sleep. So the question is, it's coming already, I can tell. Do birds dream? We've actually done studies with zebra finches that say that they do dream. So they go through this rapid eye movement, and when they have like the little encephalogram on their head um, studying the brain waves, it is the same type of brain waves that mammals have when they're in this REM sleep. So they do dream. Wow. Now, what do they dream about? Well, we do know that zebra finches will practice song in their dreams. And wow. how do we know that? Um, the auditory portion of their brain is active at the same time that they're experiencing REM sleep. They should do a study on mockingbirds or another bird that like mimics yep. and is known to have such a long um, repertoire. Yeah, it would be very interesting to know if they actually kind of are memorizing it while they're sleeping or if they're practicing while they're sleeping. But so far, zebra finches are an extremely easy um, uh, colonial bird to study. So they've based a lot of stuff on them, which is fine. Um, it works really well. I just find it super interesting, and we can affirmatively say birds do dream. Yes. Well, I wonder if they dream about escaping predators. You know, Could be. We don't know. You don't know. So, oh, that, my gosh, that's another thing on my list. Yes, it I is. Have, yes. So <laughs> where do birds sleep? Well, birds sleep in many different places depending on the species of the bird. Most songbirds and raptors sleep in trees at night. Waterfowl, such as ducks and geese, often sleep on the water or near the water. Birds, such as herons and egrets, will choose branches that hang over the water or hide themselves in the lush water plants at the edges of ponds. Each species of bird chooses the best place to keep them protected from nocturnal predators. How come they don't fall off a branch when they're sleeping? This is a very good question. Birds that sleep on branches generally have four toes three pointing forward and one pointing back. When the bird lands on a branch and settles down to perch for a minute or all night, the weight of the bird's body puts pressure on the tendons in the feet, causing the toes to close and grip the perch. Some birds have, found, have been found stuck to a tree branch after dying during the night. <gasps> Oh my gosh. Yeah, because they still have the pressure. They're still sitting. So that pressure so on the tendons. they die of old age? And, well, or... you know, something. They could die of old age or heart problems or whatever it is. And yeah, since they don't move, their tendons, their, their feet are still locked closed. We were actually trimming um, the trees along the side of our house several years ago, and I found a bird. I was so sad. I thought it had been struck by lightning or something because it was attached to... Was still stuck on there? It was still oh, stuck. Yeah. Yes. Could have just died of old age. And I was, I was heartbroken, but I never even thought that it yeah. died in its sleep. The place that a bird sleep at night is called a roost. 
Most birds will choose to sleep in the same place at night if it is available and they had successful sleep there before. If they were disturbed by something such as a predator or a human or firecrackers or (laughs) a leaf blower, they will probably choose not to sleep there again. A lot of people think birds sleep on nests all year, but most only sleep in a nest during the time they are raising young. Oh, very interesting. All right, Kirsten. All right, so there are other terms that are often confused with sleep, other terminology, um, or that will be used... Uh, interchangeably, and they're not really interchangeably. Um, and those are words such as torpor and hibernation. Oh, that was going to be one of my questions. Oh, good. Yes. Kirsten's going to answer my question before I ask it. I'm already <laughs> thinking ahead. So I figured since we're talking about sleep, we'll discuss these a little bit as well. So these are actually different from sleep, and they're very different from each other. Torpor and hibernation are not two things that you can change interchange as well because they're two different types of inactivity. So torpor is a state in which an animal lowers their body temperature, their heart rate, and metabolic rate for a short period of time. Hummingbirds actually go into a state of torpor every night to survive. They burn energy so fast and they gain so little energy from the small insects and nectars they eat that to survive an entire night without eating, they must put themselves into torpor. There are only six families of birds that use torpor, and that's the toadies, the mouse birds, hummingbirds, swifts, nightjars, and pigeons. Oh my gosh, that's interesting with the pigeons. It really is. I didn't know that. I have a question about torpor. Okay. So let's just concentrate on hummingbirds. Do hummingbirds sleep while they're in torpor or no? It is a, it is, it is utilized as a form of sleep, but they're shut, they're pretty much shutting everything off. So their brain is capable of regenerating um, I did not find anything stating specifically that we have studied their brain activity while they're in torpor. I don't think anybody's done that yet. But having yourself in a state of torpor, everything has slowed down. So your brains and your neurons and all that kind of stuff, they have a chance to regenerate while you're in that torpor okay. state. So obviously there is some activity monitoring your body. Because when the sun comes up or like Anna's hummingbirds wake up just before the sun is going to come up, there's something in your body that's triggering that for you to wake up. Because if you don't wake up and get out of the nest, you're going to die. Yeah. And so there's some sort of brain activity still going on there. But I do believe that it is, it is like sleep for them. Okay. It's just like a super serious sleep. <laughs> like sometimes I want so bad. I just want to go into torpor at night so I can sleep through the whole night and have nothing bother me. <laughs> I hear you there. Yes. Okay, so the second one is hibernation. This is a long period of time when an animal becomes dormant. Typically, it is during colder months of the year. So this is when we're like talking about bears. They hibernate. They will go to sleep, essentially. Their body does the same thing as torpor. The heart rate slows down, the body temperature slows down, and your metabolic rate slows down, but you're like in it for the long haul. So most birds do not hibernate as they could not survive such a long period of dormancy because they're so small. They just don't have the fat reserves, but the common poor will is an exception. They have actually been known to hibernate for two to three months in the winter by dropping their body temperature to 39 degrees wow. Fahrenheit. That's low for a bird. That's very low. That's, that's pretty low for any living animal. And reducing their oxygen consumption by 90%. Wow. So they're sucking in 10% of oxygen. 
And the reason that they they believe that they do this is because the common poor will, um, they mainly what they eat are insects on the wing. So that's a seasonal kind of thing. And so they chug it all down. And to be able to survive during the winter times when we don't have a lot of flying insects, they go into um, hibernation. And uh, then when things start warming up again, they'll be able to go after those flying insects again. So I wonder if that's an adjustment that they'll make as <clears throat> the planet warms. I don't know. We'll have to see. I would think so if that's the only reason that you're going into a torpor is because your food is not available. Then you should slowly, we should see as things warm up and generations go by that they start staying active longer into the warmer season, uh, into the cooler seasons. Oh. Yeah. So we'll just have I to kind of... I wouldn't mind doing that study. Yeah. That one, that one would be interesting. It would. It would. Okay, so, ah, here's my other question. <laughs> do birds nap? Kirsten was reading my mind. Yes, birds do nap. They will often nap during bad weather or when it is extremely hot outside. So that's what they're doing between 11 and 2. Yes. Napping. Yeah. Just like we want to nap. Right. <laughs> uh, Dinural? Diurnal. Diurnal birds that migrate at night, such as the Swanson's thrust. The thrush. Thrush will nap during the day when they stop for food. So they must be insect eaters. They are insect eaters, and they are one of those many songbirds that do it. We've recently discovered that a lot of songbirds, maybe not recently, within the last 15 years or so, uh, that a lot of our songbirds migrate at night. That's why we're like... In the middle of the day, we're not seeing all these birds flying over. Where are you going? Uh, they do it all at night because of predators and uh, trying to keep themselves hidden away. And so during the day, they will stop and they'll nap. They can't sleep the entire day because they've got to eat. So they are eating all their food up. And whether it's berries or um, insects or anything like that, you're eating that up while you're not sleeping. So, But you've still got to sleep. Because you're flying a very long distance, yeah. so they'll nap yeah. instead of doing a whole long sleep. I wonder if that helps them digest their food, too. I know it helps me digest my food. Yeah, I like to nap, nap after I eat a big lunch. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, so that's a little tutorial on sleep. We didn't want to get too terribly scientific, but it answers a few questions that we have about sleep, birds and sleep, and, of course, it brings up a few questions as well. Yes, and birds... Continue to um, continue to be interesting, fascinating, and a marvel. Absolutely. So hopefully next time you're napping, you'll dream about birds. 